I believe that every company has a story, whether they know it or not, you know, and, and the challenge is to find the angles and then create a multi-pronged strategy to tell that story. So there are a number of ways to do that. It can be research. It could be featuring executives and an interesting story or the way they lead. It could be something that a customer was grappling with and now has resolved with the product. But to be successful, you really need to understand your audience. Hi, and welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, brought to you by SaaS.com. I'm your host, Alex Tuma, and on this week's episode, I talk with Alison Murdoch, CMO of Social Chorus, a platform for planning, creating, publishing, measuring employee communications. Alison has spent the last 25 years in Silicon Valley working in a variety of media and SaaS companies. She started her career wanting to be a writer, and her very first job was writing for a magazine in Paris. As she transitioned more into marketing, writing remained a fundamental skill for her, and to this day, Alison believes what companies choose to write or speak about matters most. Everywhere she's worked, she's always aimed to find the crux of the issue that companies are trying to nail with content and the story they're trying to tell. When it comes to social chorus, that is a particularly important thing to focus on, as they sell to a plethora of companies that are often undergoing digital transformation. In this interview, Alison shares many nuggets from her experience, including how to stand out in the sea of content. Having a really strong point of view. Um, you know, you're not always going to be controversial. You know, maybe you don't want to be, but having a strong point of view and sort of a few um, key messages that you want to go across that you know are going to resonate with your audience, that's where you sort of need to focus. How content marketing works in the context of selling to enterprises. But content really is at every stage of the, I would say it's not even a funnel anymore. It's sort of an infinity loop at every stage is so critical because it just helps our customers know what we're saying and what we're doing. Um, And it can actually be anything from product, like I said, product marketing, but also an announcement, a new product is coming to market. Why did we produce? How should they use this? Who are the people who are most likely to use this? Um, You know, even things like um, how to get the most out of the platform, have more people publish on it. So there's just endless topics. An example of great use of content marketing that Alison admires. A company that uh, I used to work at and now is a vendor of our Sixth Sense, um, they're in predictive analytics. They have, uh, it's almost like a podcast, but it's video. So it's quite short. And it's an interview with a customer in a really nice, you know, plant-filled environment. Um, and it's, uh, they, I think they also transcribe it. And I thought that was a really clever way to, to sort of reinvent the long video, um, but also have it feel like a podcast, like a conversation. Alison Murdoch is one of many excellent marketing executives that will host at SASDOC19 in Dublin this October from 14th to the 16th at the RDS. Uh, she'll be joined by Leela Srinivasan, CMO at SurveyMonkey, Sydney Sloan, CMO at SalesLoft, Dave Gerhardt, VP of Marketing at Drift, is returning. Kieran Flanagan, uh, VP of Marketing at HubSpot, is another returnee. Uh, go grab a ticket at sasdoc.com to see other fabulous marketing speakers that will be joining, uh, that will be giving lessons, tactics, frameworks for SaaS founders uh, and marketing execs in how to grow and scale your SaaS business. Uh, go to sasdoc.com and find out who's, who's speaking and grab a ticket there. Now on with the show.
Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, Alison Murdoch, CMO at Social Chorus. Welcome, Alison. Thank you. Great to be here. Excellent. How's it going today? It's going well. We have sun for the first time in a few weeks. <laughs> uh, where, uh, whereabouts are you? Oh, I'm in San Francisco. Um, okay. You think it'd be warm here, but it hasn't uh, gotten much higher than about 16 degrees Celsius in the last couple of weeks. So somebody needs to let the weather know that summertime is here. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's uh, it, it's certainly getting uh, that way in uh, in in London. I'm, I'm feeling the summer vibes, uh, and it's uh, it's about what five months now till till Sastop 19, for which you'll be joining us, uh, flying over to Dublin for. So, so very uh, excited about that that you'll be joining us this year. Yes, I'm excited too. It will be my first time in Dublin great place make sure that you uh, stay for an extra few days if you can uh, like before or after and uh, see some of Dublin and, uh, and some of Ireland as it's uh, certainly a magical city and uh, and country today we're going to talk about content marketing how to win with content marketing in 2019 so I think that'd be kind of pretty interesting seeing how content marketing is changing, you know, every year, like pretty much. Um, so uh, excited to talk about that. Before we do, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who's Alison Murdoch? Uh, where have you come from? Um, why, you know, your CMO today? Tell us a little bit about, about what you do at Social Chorus and who they are. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm Chief Marketing Officer at Social Chorus. I've been here for about a year and a half, and I've been a tech entrepreneur and executive here in Silicon Valley for about 25 years, um, which seems like a really long time, but I started pretty young. (laughs) And I've had the good fortune to work with and advise companies from all over the world, Um, a lot of travel, a lot of work internationally, um, mainly been in um, media business as well as um, SaaS companies, um, where I've really focused for the last um, eight years or so. And Social Course is a is a, a very interesting Silicon Valley company in that we sit um, between you know the the sort of hotbed of innovation here, um, but also work with a lot of companies that I would call more legacy businesses. And what I mean by that are companies that are in manufacturing, aerospace, um, banking, highly regulated industries. And Social Chorus is an end-to-end platform for workforce communication. So you'd think with all this technology, we'd be able to communicate with our workforces in a really seamless way. And that's just not the case. Unfortunately, teams that are uh, tasked with communicating across the company, whether it be with deskless workers or what we call frontline workers, or even you know those sitting in headquarters, um, they don't have a platform that really serves as a system of record for for comms in which they can plan, create, publish, distribute, and measure their content and say, did I get it to everybody? And are they engaging? Do they know what they need to do to do their job? So that's what we provide. And we're committed to you know, helping every company align their enterprise, reaching every worker, and helping everyone do their best work. Awesome. You mentioned around about sort of 25 years experience in in Silicon Valley, largely in the marketing function. So from all that experience, what you've learned around content marketing specifically, what do you see uh, sort of what matters the most for successful content marketing strategy uh, today? 
Yeah, um, great question. I mean, I started my career actually wanting to be a writer. I lived in Paris for a couple of years and worked for a magazine. And um, so writing for me has always been sort of a fundamental skill. Um, And I spent a lot of time working with journalists. I worked at, um, uh, back in the old dot-com days, those who are listening and uh, might remember Red Herring Magazine. It was sort of the, the, the... publication for the tech industry in the late uh, 90s, early 2000s. I worked for GigaOM, which unfortunately is now defunct, but mm-hmm. um, was really, you know, well-respected magazine that focused on enterprise and cloud um, and various other publications um, over time. And I also had my own business where we covered early stage companies as well as Put on events, which is really content brought to life. So, when I think about content marketing, I tend to think about like like a journalist. I've never, you know, I've been a journalist for a short time, um, but um, and and that is about you know what are the questions um, that we should ask ourselves about a certain topic? How do you delve into what is at the crux of the issue you want to cover? So, you know, it's. When you go to a company that has a product, you know, it's easy to say, hey, I don't know what we would do for content marketing for this security company or something or storage or something where maybe isn't quite as sexy as, you know, a B2C company. But I believe that every company has a story, whether they know it or not, you know, and and the challenge is to find the angles and then create a multi-pronged strategy to tell that story. So there are a number of ways to do that. It can be research. It could be um, featuring executives and an interesting story or the way they lead. It could be something that a customer was grappling with and now has resolved with the product. Um, but to be successful, you really need to understand your audience. Um, so for us, you know, our buyers and stakeholders are people who, who have to communicate with their workforces. It could be a CEO, it could be an HR leader, it could be internal comps, it could literally be a line of business you know, who has a team of 25 that's on an oil rig. I mean, it, that that's our audience. So what is it that they need to know to do their best work in the comms area, right? So you have to look also at format. And format is, you know, is someone reading this story on a mobile phone. So they can't, they're not going to sit there and scroll 25 times to read your story. It's a quick thing. Or, you know, maybe they just have time to watch a video or maybe video is annoying. They're on an airplane. Um, So you make sure you have a transcript. So really thinking about the format that matches the audience that's reading, it's so crucial. Um, You can waste a lot of time and money and, you know, frankly, burn your audience out when you're marketing your content if you don't really tackle those personas and the way that you consume content. You mentioned the, I guess, the, the formats from whether, uh, you know, people are consuming that content via, you know, mobile or, uh, you know, reading the content on, on desktop, uh, for instance. Like when we started out with, with SaaSdoc sort of three years ago um, and even just before that, we were writing a lot of content and I think, you know, blogs were in their golden era. But it feels like nowadays there is, like, there's so much content online that there's a lot of noise. How do you stand out from that noise uh, is, is something I'm keen to kind of learn from. Yeah, I mean, it's a real problem. You know, everyone's a blogger, everyone's writing and publishing content. And I think it starts with having a really strong 
point of view. Um, you know, you're not always going to be controversial. You know, maybe you don't want to be, but having a strong point of view and sort of a few um, key messages that you want to go across that you know are going to resonate with your audience, that's where you sort of need to focus. So there are a couple of ways to sort of deliver that strong point of view. For example, for a conference, you might um, decide, and this might be part of your conference strategy, that you want to have an awards you know, a given award out to some of the, um, the attendees or the companies attending. And so how do, you know, so knowing that you're going to want to promote that and get people excited about it, you may tell different stories about, uh, the potential award winners, just the nominees, because everybody wants to win an award and the nominees and people who care about the nominees are probably going to read that. Um, you also might, um, pick a topic that, is controversial for SaaS. It could be everyone's got pricing wrong or, you know, or you're focusing only on the top of the funnel and not customer marketing, you know, something that is, is a strong statement um, that tends to resonate. And you also have to think about the technology of content distribution, and I guess more specifically things like SEO, because, um, you know, you, you, that's, that can take a while to actually call, um, improve your search results, but you also, again, need to be focused on what it is that you're trying to say and some of the pillars of your content. So, you know, I mean, for us, we, you know, we developed a very strong point of view that was differentiated from others in our space. And by taking that step, it really helped us stand out. Um, we don't want to create generic content that says the same thing, but we have to sit down and figure out what are ways that we can stick to our point of view, but still tell really good stories that are useful to people as well. Um, and, you know, we also have the benefit um, of having some really amazing customers that are not the, you know, usual suspect that we hear about in Silicon Valley. I mean, there are companies that everybody would love to sell to. Um, and we are so fortunate to have these customers tell us how you know, they've been successful in their work. Um, and so I think that you know, it's, it's important to really consider um, the audience and the reader and what's going to interest them. So I often tell my team, I've said, I know that you're not an internal communicator at a you know, 600,000 person company, but you know, we're all marketers. And, and if they, if you think that this is a boring topic, they'll probably think it's boring too. You mentioned that uh, a lot of like legacy companies type companies uh, are, are using social chorus, right? So then I'm imagining many of these are uh, enterprise, sort of large enterprise. Would, would, would that be uh, a fair assumption? Yes, that's correct. I mean, you know, they're, um, when I say legacy, I mean, some, some of our customers are incredibly, you know, they're in the middle of digital transformation, which is one of the buzzwords we're all throwing around, but truly, you know, they have, they're having to move off paper systems onto electronic systems. They're having to think about the digital workplace, the employee experience. I mean, these companies are going through, we're in a world right now in the U.S. specifically where unemployment is at an all-time low. And so companies are struggling to retain employees and to create an experience that can also um, support and speak to multiple generations. So you have new entrants in the workforce for saying, hey, employees are like, I don't know why I need to go to an intranet and put in eight different passwords to get one piece of tech, you know, content that I need to do my job. Why isn't this just delivered to me on mobile? So expectations are, have completely changed. So we, we, this is what we sort of deal with every day. And part of that for us is 
telling, helping our customers talk to our employees about um, the ways that they're transforming and get the, those employees behind those changes. With, let's say, SMB SaaS or even, you know, SaaS companies that are SMB, they often use content marketing, you know, from day one as a the go-to-market channel rather than, you know, having uh, hiring salespeople. Uh, they start writing about content, the, the customers find them, um, and then they look to convert those customers. With uh, selling to enterprise and companies this size of Social Chorus, expect you've got the big sales teams, you know, field sales teams and inside sales as well. So where and how do you use content to convert these customers? Are are some of the customers, the enterprise customers, finding you because of the content and then the sales teams are are then taking that opportunity, bringing that to a close? Uh, Or are the sales teams supporting the customers and the leads with the content to help educate them through the sale? Or is it a bit of both? It's really a bit of both. Um, so um, we practice account-based um, marketing here, which really means, you know, we it's a, it's a fancy current way to say, you know, we have an account strategy. These are the companies we know we that are right to buy our platform and are the best, that are really our key buyers. Um, so, and, and the way we look at that is, um, you know, it's by company size, um, by maybe they're a company that are like other customers we have. Um, and in our buying committee, we have several different stakeholders. We have IT, we have HR, we have communications, we have the executive suite, we have line managers struggling. So there's many different stakeholders. So the way content works in for demand generation, which is you know the engine that that helps bring prospects um, into the funnel um, by helping educate them about what we do and why what we care about in our vision and our technology, um, content's kind of the linchpin for that. Um, you can't just send out emails with nothing to say. So we use content um, to establish our point of view, uh, to talk about um, the way we our customers use our technology to solve the same problems that prospects have. Um, But we also use it for product marketing. So, you know, with customers that are um, already, um, you know, using our platform, maybe they're a little newer. It might be a piece of content about how to use certain features. It might be um, for more advanced customers, um, stories about three different ways to use this feature you're already using. Um, And for late stage prospects, it might be um, something around differentiation, a piece of research, um, you know, comparing us to some of our competitors. But content really is at every stage of the, I would say it's not even a funnel anymore. It's sort of an infinity loop. At every stage is so critical because it just helps um, our customers know what we're saying and what we're doing. Um, and it can actually be anything from, you know, product, like I said, product marketing, but also an announcement, a new product is coming to market. Why did we produce this? Why did we, um, you know, how should they use this? Who are the people who are most likely to use this? Um, you know, even things like um, how to get the most out of the platform, have more people publish on it. So there's just like endless topics. And, you know, the thing to remember is that, um, and the way we look at it is, you know, we rarely run out of things to talk about. Um, we study trending topics and discussions in our space. So, um, believe it or not, there are always are controversies, you know, do I publish the same long form content on a mobile or should I do a video? What should I do? Blah, blah, blah. You know, there's always, 
our, our, our buyers love how-to content. So we always have plenty to talk about there. But then they also like trends. Like, you know, they, they under, want to understand like how does this low unemployment, how is this affecting other companies? It's not just them. Maybe they're having a hard time hiring a certain type of worker and then they discover, you know, everybody else's. So they, they're, most of our buyers are actually, you know, either externalists or writers themselves. They were in communication. So they really appreciate good quality content. So part of our strategy is just, you know, keeping our ear to the ground, talking to our customers about what they'd like to hear about, talking to our sales team about what is was it what is it that they need in the sales cycle to answer some of the questions and explain more about how we are different. Um, and then we also audit our existing content and look for opportunities to produce um, newer versions or update. Um, and we're always expanding our distribution. So what that means is looking at doing guest posts with partners. Uh, we are very active with public relations. So we use some of the content as foundational pieces for bylines and, and contributed posts. What is your, um, I guess, good lead into your strategy when it comes to publishing and distribution uh, of content? And uh, I guess the second part to that sort of question is how much time do you spend, you know, creating uh, like content on your, your own platform, your own blogs and distribution channels versus outside of that? So as you say, some of like the PR or guest blogs and stuff like that, what sort of percentage ratio are you currently doing uh, around that? Well, um, so I think, um, you know, one of the, um, and uh, maybe one of the things to talk about, um, maybe you're getting to this is the sub sort of search driven content. I don't, you mm-hmm. know, um, so, so I think one of the, the tension points a lot of companies face is, you know, editorial, you know, stuff they really, they feel strongly about want to talk about long form, um, interviews and then search driven content. So this is content that, you know, helps buyers find your, your company. And, you know, it's, it is actually, there is a real strategy around that, but you can't really do one or the other. You really have to do both. And we don't see these as separate issues. When you create high quality content about topics that are important to your audience on a consistent basis, meaning you're publishing two to three times a week, um, you'll drive traffic. I mean, it takes a little while, but it'll happen. Um, and I, I think it's super important to have the bar stay high that, you know, you're getting feedback, you're testing formats, you're testing topics, and you're asking your customers and, and actually your, your colleagues, you know, is this resonating? Do you think this is good? Cause it can take a while to really get that, that engine going. Um, we thoroughly researched keywords competitors we understand where we can add value and where are there gaps in um in content where there's search terms that like just we think are important but nobody's really searching for them then if we publish enough content it will become a thing we've seen this happen a few different times um so that's kind of cool to see we don't just write to fit seo seo keywords but we we have to of course take that into consideration i mean our priority is really that we're adding to the conversation with thought leadership um and at the same time we understand what is our audience searching for where are they struggling you know, how are we, how do we compare to our competition? Where could we add value? And how do we best optimize the content so our audience will find it? 
Now, in terms of using our own platform, so um, what's really cool about our platform is that you know we can use it as a distribution engine in itself. So when we we use, we also have a mobile app and a way to publish content onto uh, um, our website that is through um, through our platform. So. We often write, um, for example, we have a new employee come in. Um, the first thing they do is jump into the platform, post a picture and talk about um, their background and like three fun facts about them. And that's their first time that they get to use it. Now, that piece of content, um, if they decide, can be shareable or they can open up commenting so someone can say, hey, welcome. So good to see you here. I'm so glad that you like dogs because I like dogs too. So it's it. we use it all the time and we're, we actually have a very active channel that helps um, <laughs> our product and engineering team find bugs or anything that um, is um, maybe an opportunity to do things better. So we actually are very, very active. Um, and we have a really cool feature inside our platform called Content Planner, which allows us to queue up a bunch of content and actually schedule it and then publish it out to different groups. So we have a channel strategy as well as can publish just certain groups of people versus others. So we don't like spam the entire organization. So we actually use it um, really actively. When we look at the the specific question around content marketing in 2019, are there any particular formats or channels that are working really well for you or trends that you see that are very successful in views or reads or conversions uh, this year compared to you know a few years ago? Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, it's funny, podcasts have been around for a really long time. Um, and yet now I think more than ever that people love them. Um, we do a regular uh, podcast, um, Culture Comms and Cocktails podcast. It's new this year, hosted by um, one of my colleagues, Chuck Ghost, who is a really well-known internal communicator. And it's, you know, he does it with humor. So, and he always brings on um, either just, you know, kind of an industry a person that's well-known in our field or a customer, and he has really entertaining conversation. And of course, at the end, there's always like a cocktail, their favorite cocktail or a cocktail recipe. Um, and one thing that we found was, um, you know, it's the kind of thing that people can quickly listen to, especially if they're traveling or commuting. But we also always transcribe it because there are people who simply just don't have the patience or don't want to and just want to read it. Um, so I think podcasts are really um, a you know, pretty easy to do. Like we're doing one right now and um, easy to leverage and you can take a lot of content from it and repurpose it. The second thing, um, a company that um, I used to work at and now is a vendor of our Sixth Sense, um, they're in predictive analytics, predictive intelligence. Um, they have, uh, it's almost like a podcast, but it's video. So it's quite short and it's an interview with a customer in a really nice you know, plant-filled environment. Um, and it's, uh, they, I think they also transcribe it. And I thought that was a really clever way to, to sort of reinvent the long video, um, but also have it feel like a podcast, like a conversation. Um, and I, I think that that um, is something else that we'd love to do. Um, and, you know, we there's also, you know, I think this is sort of an evergreen, you know, content strategy, but, you know, curating others content is um, a really cool thing to do for newsletters. So if you send out a uh, weekly letter, having a section in which you hear some pieces that you might not have seen in case you missed it. Um, this was a great post in Harvard business review or in the guardian 
um, so I think that's really useful to people too. And you can use that for your social and content strategy. What's your thought about newsletters in 2019? I know, again, only a few years ago, everybody was doing a newsletter, everybody had a newsletter, and then there seemed to be this saturation of, you know, so many newsletters, so many things to subscribe to that I think a lot of people unsubscribed and maybe just kept the, the kind of one or two that they felt was, you know, really interesting and valuable. That was my perception. But do you feel there is still an importance around newsletters uh, to give and offer uh, in 2019? Or is there is there an alternative? Are people doing something else? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think there's always a place for the newsletter. I think how you do it becomes, that's the part that would shift. Um, and again, you kind of have to consider the format and the audience. So we we we're doing uh, we we do a weekly newsletter, and we really see it as sort of a wrap up of the content that we've been publishing um, over the last couple of weeks, or a way to um, promote an event we're doing or a conference. Um, and we we sort of take the in case you missed it strategy. We don't actually use the the acronym, but we. Um, we think that our our audience appreciates and we they seem to we get routinely pretty good click through sometimes some content doesn't always perform as well but um generally you know it's just a way to sort of to cover um what you you've been publishing over the last couple of weeks i think the curation was has been really um is something that we get good comments on picking articles that they haven't seen before so i think it's just a utility player as part of your content strategy it's something that you know you can play around with i I will say though um we're still grappling with the format we've we've changed our our format a few different times and i still don't think nailed it. And I, I think part of that is how um, the marketing automation um, engine that we use is not the, the most uh, user, <laughs> the best user experience in some ways. Sometimes the type looks too small and things like that. So you really need to test and play with it and see if you can come up with a better format um, where that, you know, people can easily scan it on the mobile and then just be done. Um, so, so again, you know, it's good to look around and see what other people are doing. But generally I'm a pretty big fan of newsletters because it it gets its air cover for everything you've been doing. So I just want to ask two final questions. One is like, what what is the one thing that every SaaS company should be doing uh, around content marketing in 2019? I, I think that, I mean, depending on what your company does, um, like, you know, it goes back to what I said earlier, which is every company has a story and every company has a lot of data as well. I'm a big fan of research um, and using research as a way to tell a really good story. So for us, we've done some surveys with communicators and found out, you know, what they're really struggling with and, you know, what it, um, and what they think the solutions are to improve the way they work. And that's been incredibly well-received. And we've definitely uncovered some gems that haven't been talked about in um, other communications-related content. Um, I, I, and, and that... the. That research has legs for months, right? You know, all those stats are great for your sales team, great to put on your website. Um, the other thing is looking at for us end users. You know, our we're our job is to help companies reach every worker and is to, and help 
every employee feel like they're valued and supported and they know what's happening at the company, that they're not the last to know that there's been a change um, and they can get information they need to do their job. So we also have uh, surveyed comms effectiveness um, with them and that's also illuminating. So I think that if you can find um, where you have unique insights at your company and create some kind of research project product that you can use for your content. That's just gold. Um, you know, obviously some companies are better than others for that, but, um, but generally if you think hard enough, you'll find it. We always like to ask our, our guests um, the final question, how they stay healthy and sane on the SAS journey and uh, not breaking the trend there. What is your way? Well, you're assuming I'm sane, so that's <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I uh, so I work, you know, I work really hard. We all do. And we're always on. Um, but, and so I need to be careful and take time for stepping away from my work and really thinking about, am I doing, you know, everything I could be doing in the most efficient way and moving the needle. Um, and, you know, obviously take time for my family and, and fun and friends. Um, but I'm a big exerciser. I love Pilates. I go like three times a week at um, the Angeli hour, six thirty in the morning, and love to run. And um, I actually do martial arts here and there. Um, and you know, I try to eat healthy. I do love a margarita and some chips and salsa, so I hardly say no to that. Um, and then with my team, um, I generally encourage them to you know take a flexible approach to work. And what that means is work out of the office if you need to. Um, you know, at the end of the day. If you're doing your job, I don't really care where you are. Um, and I think people need that kind of flexibility to do their best work. Um, and frankly, you know, we're a workforce communications platform. So we have all the tools to keep everybody informed and connected at our own company. So we don't need to worry about that. Awesome. Well, Alison Murdoch, uh, CMO Social Chorus, it's been great speaking with you today on the, the SaaS Revolution show. Thank you for your time. And we're looking forward to meeting you in person at SaaS.19 in, in Dublin from October the 14th to the 16th. Thank you so much for being a guest on the uh, on the show today and sharing your insights into content marketing in 2019. Thank you for having me. Look forward to seeing you in October. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the SaaS Revolution Show and have picked up valuable lessons from Alison Murdoch. You can see Alison and 150 other speakers at SaaS.19 in Dublin this October 14th to the 16th that will be given lessons in how to grow and scale a SaaS business. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.